man, it works. You did a great job. And uh, I, I really loved the honesty in the book and just funny, had me laughing and laughing. And, you know, so many great stories we're not even getting to, like when you hosted the Emmys. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, you, you really, you know what, you know what, that why that's a great part of the book for me. Really, you should have said no to the Emmys, you know, yeah. because they wouldn't let you do what you wanted to do. You right. said you, you describe it as a bit of a disaster, right? Like you, you see it as like it was yeah, just a I, shitty I, gig. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and, and the, the reason it was shitty is you pitched them a lot of good, funny stuff, but they really weren't interested. They just wanted to have this award show where nothing funny really happened except for a little intro. And at that point, you know, do you ever say, ah, I should have just fucking walked away, you know, like you're too, you know, I wasn't, we had been, I don't think we had the, uh, confidence or status to feel like we could make decisions like that, you know, right. or we didn't, we definitely, we were, we felt like we were hanging on and we definitely didn't have like a fuck you attitude. We had like <laughs> yeah, a right. thanks for, thanks for having us attitude, which is a bad one to have. But right. you, you know, we know any better, you know, you don't only in retrospect, you realize, oh, my God, why didn't we approach it like this? And 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 Shay was so much smarter about it. Like he going into it, he was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> he's like, I don't know what they're not going to let you. Know, this is not he's like, I never he was like, I never dreamed of hosting. The Emmys. <laughs> he's like, and, and and I was like, well, we can figure it out and make it, you know, and, and he was like, OK, here, sure. And then and I think he sensed he was smarter than I was in advance that it's hard to make something like that your own because there's, it's so much not about you. Yeah. Well, Colin's memoir is a very punchable face now available wherever books are sold. The book is called that because he feels he has a punchable face. People have punched you in the face and, uh, you know, I, I don't see any evidence of that. I mean, the book is great. Uh, I hope people read it. I think it's a, it's just fucking funny and uh, really insightful. So um, congratulations on that. And, uh, you know, thanks for coming on today. It was great. Please. Thank I'm so grateful that you read the book and I'm extremely honored that you liked it. And I, I thank you for having me on. I would come on literally any hour of any day. Oh, uh, cool. All right. Sorry. I kept you so long. You probably have to go to the bathroom, right? I, you, you... I, I actually do. My stomach, I thought maybe even was picked up on the microphone of how much. Could it just you stand grumbled. up for a second so we can see the front of your pants? <laughs> A yeah. quick check, a quick check, <laughs> status check. If you should, did do me this favor. If you do shit yeah. your pants again, even after this interview, did, just call us and let us know so we can talk to you about it. I think those are I, great stories. I promise. No one else is giving me that invite, so I promise I will. Listen, and by the way, uh, you know, the book is so chock full of stuff. I, when I was reading it, it was annoying. I had to keep writing notes during it because there was stuff I wanted to talk to you about. And I didn't even get to like 50 percent of the stuff I wanted to talk to you about. But uh, it uh, really it's just great. I love the insight into your whole career and all of that. All right. Thank I'll you. let you Thank go. You Colin Jost, you, everyone. Thank go you, ahead. Bye. Oh, shit. All right. Later. Bye. Anyway, uh, oh, really the leave button. I'm not leaving. He's leaving. <laughs> yeah, you should leave, Robin, because you probably have to go to the bathroom, too. <laughs> ah, that's so funny. He's had several of those stories. That's hysterical. Yeah, he wrote a whole chapter on shitting. And I was, at first I was like, what is this with the shitting? And then and because I, I don't think shitting is something that I particularly think is funny, but he made it really funny. But not only that, I mean, it happens to him over and over again. So yeah. it's not just like one story. 
No, he's like shit his pants like a hundred times in his life. It's like <laughs> crazy. I mean, he's home and he's shitting his pants. I mean. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, I really didn't know much about Colin Jost. And when I read the book, I was like, wow, you know. First of all, anybody who writes a book and is honest about all the shit he went through being the weekend update guy. and just That was him. really poignant. I almost want, I was like, oh God, I want to hug him. He went yeah. through hell. Oh, yeah, they were brutal. The critics were brutal. And he, he points every bit of it out. And he got so rocked uh, that he quit his uh, you know head writer gig. And he was just beside <sighs> himself. He couldn't figure it out. But, you know, but Bill Murray says it's true about performance. Bill Murray was one of the loosest dudes I ever saw on Saturday Night Live. It was almost like, I don't know if he was nervous ever. But man, is he loose? And that's the secret, I think. You know, you just got yeah, to find a way to get Yeah, he always looked like there, everything was a throwaway to him. Yeah. It was remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. Colin Jost. Good book. A very punchable Well, it face. certainly sounded like a tutorial of what you need to do. Well, I admire anyone. have that kind of success. I'm blown out that the dude goes to Harvard. Super smart, obviously. You can't get into Harvard unless you're smart. And then he's like, fuck everything. I'm going to go write for the Harvard Lampoon. And uh, he gets rejected over and over again. And I think, you know, I know a lot of people in comedy, it's the same story. They're not necessarily the funniest guy in the room, but they have this tenacity. They just keep going and going and going and going back for more. And they just, you know, crazy. And then there's, you know, I didn't even get into it with him. When he was getting criticized for Weekend Update, he had a re-audition. For what? Saturday Night Live? For for Weekend Update, yeah. It's crazy. Crazy book. Yikes. Yeah. And he spells it all out. That's amazing. Yeah. And he's uh, written a bunch of funny sketches. He he goes through through a lot of the stuff he wrote. Really, uh, really kind of like one of those guys, you know, you don't know what the hell's going on in his head till you read the book. And you're right. You look at him, you say, oh, everything's always worked out for him. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, right. That's right. That's why he has a very punchable face. You like, look at him, you go, fuck you. Hey, I didn't realize how late, man, I, I kept that guy. Yeah, that, that was a, a long interview. A lot of, lot of ground covered and you didn't get to everything even at that. No, no. What do you want to do? You want to end the show or do you want to, um, I could take a break. We could take a few phone calls. I mean, I had so much stuff to get to. I didn't yeah, realize. We haven't even we talked to anybody today. Maybe we just yeah. come back for a little bit and say hello. All right, yeah, well, I was going to do the Bigfoot update, but I can do that on Monday show. Uh, underdog, I was going to get to, I was going to play a little game with you. Fireworks or people fucking. Very interesting game. <laughs> There's a lot to get to, but I was really looking forward to uh, Colin Jost because of the book, and he didn't disappoint. I thought he was No, cool. very, very honest, very forthcoming. Yeah, all right, I'll tell you what we'll do. Let me take a break so I don't shit my pants. <laughs> I just have to pee. Uh, oh, and I do have to thank our sponsor, Peacock. The new. Oh, that's the new NBC streaming service. I know what that is. Says here the new free streaming service from NBC Universal that provides hit movies, current shows, live sports, and trending social media clips from NBC shows. Stream now. That's Peacock. even better. Free. Free. PeacockTV.com. Gary, you want to say something? I just, I already signed up. I was just—I've been waiting for this to come out for a couple of months now because I saw the announcement. I think I don't know before the whole COVID thing happened, and so I'm always looking for a good new streaming service. Yeah. Well, uh, what, what was it that got you to sign up? 
right before it even started. Well, they have a bunch of the NBC shows, and they just have a bunch of movies, and you know, just another place to get a ton of stuff. Is that what? where they show? Speaking of Colin Joseph, is that where they show uh, all the old Saturday Night Live stuff? I believe so. I just yeah. signed up. I haven't seen it yet, but yes, they got the old SNLs, and that that alone would be worth it. Well, yeah, Gary's they got a deep catalog. Gary's knees are all fucked up, so he can barely walk. So all he has left is all TV. All he can do is sit and watch TV. That and puzzles. So that's it for him. <laughs> puzzles are gone. A new streaming I was say, service. They still doing puzzles. <laughs> yeah, they're still doing those puzzles. No, all right, they're look. stacked up. Now, let me just pee, <clears throat> and um, I'll come back. I'll <clears throat> say hello to a few people on the phone, and then we'll get out of here. All right, right after this. Hey, you know, uh, I should have mentioned that we have this cool thing up on the app that our uh, our TV people put together. It's a whole bunch of people who anchored Saturday Night Live's weekend update, and we put it together in a montage. Uh-huh. It's hard for me to describe it, but it's a really good bit of television, and they're all talking about their different uh, experiences with uh, weekend update. It's pretty good. Uh, I really liked it. And okay. I guess it. Yeah, if you go on the app, I think you'll uh, really enjoy that. Yeah, I was thinking uh, about how many cast members we've had on on over, over the years. We've had like some of the really, really great ones. Yeah, but it's you got to see this. It's really done really well. Uh, okay. I think you'll like it. Uh, what else did I want to tell you? Did I did I get to everything? Yeah, I think so. I'll take a couple of phone calls. I haven't even played a phony phone call all week. I have a couple of those. What have we here. been doing? We've been busy. I don't know. We were talking about <laughs> circumcision for 17 hours yesterday. In fact, um, a lot of people wrote in. I should. Oh, yeah. What was yeah. The, the consensus? Uh, a couple of things. Uh, people wrote in about Jim Carrey. There you go. Jim Carrey uh, was on our show yesterday. They loved him. Jim Carrey interview isn't even over, and I've already ordered the book. The book sounds so great. It really is. I know. We had two authors yeah, on this week. Yeah, I got to order that today. Yeah. I almost got to ordering it yesterday, and then I got distracted. Uh, my God, Jim Carrey is just the hottest, funniest, most real person, and only Howard can bring this hottest. level of uh, the hottest. Uh, Jim Carrey, great way to start my day, blah, blah, blah. A lot of people like future Robin. when uh, they, <laughs> liked, they liked her even better than you, Robin. That evil woman. Future Robin deserves her own show. I love her. They love hearing about Future Robin and her telling us about what's going on in the future. Uh, I love when staff members from the future or past call in. Future Robin was so witty and informative. Thank you for this, Jem. Your wit was on display. It seems in the future you're even wittier. Oh, my. Um, and, and I'm telling you about a dismal future. Uh, future Robin was hilarious. Please have her call on a weekly basis to give us an update. <laughs> future Robin on present Robin is a great, great idea. And this was signed by a very famous person, Robin Quivers. <laughs> um, lot of debate on Sal's penis on yesterday's show. The what staff is the helped- debate? Oh my God. I mean, uh, the foreskin is an evolutionary adaption to keep the dust and dirt of the wilderness out of our pee holes now we have underwear and pants for that it makes sense i'm on team circumcision this person Uh writes howard i'm 26 i'm uncircumcised i have a rather large member and i attribute this to my cock not having to heal from circumcision as a baby 
stay well and make America's cocks great again by not circumcising. Uh, this topic always leads to a discussion about Sal's uncircumcised penis. The fans love commenting on Sal's penis. I wonder if Sal ever used all that cock cheese to make pizza at his father's pizzeria growing up. <laughs> you know what? He probably did, and is too embarrassed to admit it. I've seen the pics of Sal's penis. His foreskin doesn't look like bell bottoms. It looks like super bell bottoms from the 70s. It is rather unusual, that uh, foreskin. I googled a picture of Sal's penis online. And it is the most disgusting, repulsive, off-putting, revolting image I have ever seen in my life. That thing is crazy looking. Uh, yesterday, you know that... Uh, Just think Sal, you can Google his penis. That's ridiculous. Well, he has a very famous foreskin. <laughs> Sal, by the way, yesterday took his foreskin and stretched it so far that he stuck it up his own ass. Uh, it was pretty remarkable. Um Sal, I know, I don't know if we have enough time for it. Sal wanted to take his foreskin and play a game today. He has a bunch of pennies that he got, uh-huh. and he wanted you and me to guess how many pennies he, he could hold in his in foreskin. Uh, I don't know if there's time for that. Uh, well, is know. he still sitting there with the pennies in? <laughs> I think he's been sitting with those pennies through the entire Colin Joe's two-hour well, extravaganza. Are the pennies, uh, the are, pennies in. are in? You've put them in yes. already. Does yeah. it concern, Sal, does it concern you at all that pennies are handled by people, that they're filthy and dirty? I mean, and you're putting them inside your uh, penis pouch? It's the risk I take for my penis, Howard. You know, yeah. It's worth the risk. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> In other words, what you're saying is you loaded as many uh, copper pennies into your pouch of your foreskin. Yes, and they've been, you could. And, they're, yeah. and they're in there now. They're in there right now. I mean, let us see so we can get anything. So we can sort of try to guess. Well, it's hard to see anything, oh, really, Robin. Can't see anything but his hand. We can't. We only oh. see your hand. Can you turn to the side? Oh, there's hardly <laughs> no. anything there. He claims there are pennies in there. Hold now, on, hold on. <laughs> you see that large mass? Hold on. Turn around again, Sal. Turn to the side. Yeah, that's cancer. That's not. Isn't a, it? That's not as. Oh. His balls are on the bottom. That bump above it are where the pennies are. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Where's his penis? That's what I'm wondering. My exactly. penis thing is all the way inside my, my ball sack, I think, when oh, I do this. Oh, my goodness. Well, Robin, obviously, there's a big lump there, and that lump is the uh, pennies. How many pennies would you say? I'll let you guess first. Gary, maybe all I'll right. give you a guess, too. Go ahead. Let me think of pennies. Right. I'm going to say 20. You believe that Sal was able to take 20 pennies. Pennies are pretty big, actually, if you think about it. <laughs> Uh, and just get 20 pennies in his penis. All right, I'm going yeah. to write this down because maybe we'll ask some other penis experts like Fred and Chris Wilding. But um, Robin says 20. Gary? Because there's no penis left in there. I'm going. Well, there was very I'm, little I'm... penis to begin with. It's mostly foreskin. <laughs> so hey. I'm going off of what I think a roll of pennies looks like. And that lump looks like about a quarter. So I'm going to go with 26 cents. A little bit more than 20. I'm going to go with 26. 26. Wow. Lord, damn, boy. Uh, by the way, the maximum amount of pennies are 50. There could be as many as 50 in there. Uh, by the way, I have to believe, aside from getting shot, this is the worst thing that ever happened to Abraham Lincoln, having his <laughs> image <laughs> in Sal's Poor fucking Abe. dick. Uh, oh, I hope my kids way, don't come downstairs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his, his pants are down and he's holding his penis full of pennies. And the kids oh, are Does that, that hurt at all? Nah. He's a pro. 
that. And by the way, this, let's have Robin. This, this thing has been dead for years. It doesn't feel <laughs> a thing. You're not even concerned about infection. I mean, pennies have been handled by many people. Uh, I did wash the pennies. Oh, you yeah. see, I'm concerned about infection now, Howard, because those pennies are going back into the general population. Into circulation, yes. Gary, you have fungus on your feet. This is the least of your problems. Yeah, I don't fucking carry change with my feet. <laughs> Thank God. By the way, uh, these are prices right rules. If you go over, you're disqualified. Uh, Fred, you want to take a guess on how many? Fred, you're uncircumcised. You would have some uh, inside information on this. How I many am, pennies? and I'm going to go with that advice you just gave. I'm going to say 15 pennies max. 15 pennies. This is a guy who has a foreskin. This. How many pennies do you get in your foreskin? <laughs> I've never done this. Uh, I'm ashamed to say I've never thought right. about sticking anything in you, there. You've never done anything with your penis, no. but use it like a no. penis. Shame it, it, on yeah, you. exactly. Use, use <laughs> it for sexual reasons. That's about it. All right. Let's go to. Uh, I'm going to go to Chris Wilding, who is he's, uh, an expert. he's been around more penises than anyone I know. And thank uh, you. Yes, I appreciate that, uh, Howard. I've seen him use that thing. Like really stick stuff in it during a rehearsal for something like this once, and it is an incredible uh, skill. I I would say he has all fifty. I'm gonna go. All wow. fifty are in there. Wow. Well, uh, I've seen Sal stick M and M's and things in his penis. Yes. Uh, and there were quite a few. You know, I was gonna only say like it. I can't imagine he has more than seven in there, but I'm gonna say. I'm going to say 10. I, I'm going low. I don't see right. how those pennies can get in there. I, I even think 10 is high. I mean, Not that sounds that's got to hurt. I mean, this is insane. I mean, I know Sal <laughs> fit a nutcracker, a dreidel, yeah. and gelt in his pouch. But, right. Well, all right. I'm, I'm going to stick with my, my, my 10. I'm going Your low. Your feeling is 10. Yeah. Richard, you want to guess? Yeah, I don't think you should well, be allowed I mean, to play, Howard. What, well, Richard, you, you're not allowed to play. You're disqualified. Richard, have you... Have, you ha, have you ever loaded have you ever loaded South Cock before? Well, you know I have, but not with pennies. But, <laughs> but I you think know I how know. it works. Well, I, I have don't know too, how Gary. it works. <laughs> Are we you put something in South Cock at once? It's a tradition. <laughs> no, Richard, only you have. Let's be honest. And 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 is that a is that an Does unfair advantage? Does that give advantage? him an advantage? Yeah, Richard, only you can answer that. Don't you feel I you have insight? No? I don't think right. so. I mean, a penny's a lot different than an M&M or a nutcracker or something. All right, I'm curious. Uh, What's your guess? 32. Oh, my God. Wow. It's I very thought I was stretchy. high at 20. You know, the only other person who I feel is entitled to uh, bet on this or, or take a guess, uh, believe it or not, is Benji, who has had his hand around Sal's cock. He That's masturbated uh, Sal, didn't he? <gasps> yes, he did. Uh, right. Oh, hey, Benji. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> well, as you know, Where's whenever you ask now? Benji, there's a problem. Sorry. You can't, you can't <laughs> hear him. <laughs> I've had my hand around it, and I know Sal wants to impress. I say all 50. 50? Okay. Wow. All no 50. way, all 50. If there were 50 and, and there's there. probably other stuff will come out after all the pennies, too. <laughs> like yeah. a bathtub. A remote all control. Right. Like my a Christmas tree. <laughs> all right. So let me review. Robin says 20 pennies are in Sal's pouch. Gary says 26. Fred says 15. Chris Wilding says, how many did you say? I said all 50. It's wow. a magical place. 
Uh, Howard says 10, Richard says 32, and Benji, like Chris Wilding, says 50 pennies. Let's find All out right. the answer. Let's turn the mic over to Sal. He's gonna, you're going to hear a noise, and that's going to be Sal emptying his pouch. Here we go. Are you ready? Yep. Is yes. the visual good? Is the visual yes. good? Okay, here we go. It's like a dispenser. Oh, oh, oh but he's stuck. This is oh. ugly. He's unfolding. Oh, my here. God. Look go. at all those pennies. He's have he's gonna have to count them after. Oh my goodness. Is that it? All right, how many wow. of that? Sal, how does your penis feel right now? <laughs> Itchy. All right. Itchy. How many pennies is that? Can you tell us? Twenty one pennies. Oh wow. Wow. Twenty one so pennies. I win. So- uh, you Robin wins. She Robin said 20. Wins. Robin said 20 without going over. Robin, you win. And those pennies will be sent to your home. Oh, God, help me. Right. That was like a change, bro. No, thank you. Robin, Robin you, won my dick, you, won, you won my dick flop dance. <laughs> By the it's way. Uh, Sit down. Sal, is it fair to say that um, <laughs> he's a grown man taking his penis... <laughs> His kids are upstairs. Sal, there was a moment there. I didn't want to interrupt the moment, but you were peeling back a lot of foreskin before you got to the pennies. Yeah. I felt like there might have been more room in there because what was all that peeling back? Um, that was basically the foreskin. I mean, I couldn't get another penny. I, maybe I could have squeezed in one more penny, but it would have been difficult for me to hold on to it, to, to clamp the top right. of the pouch. That's the hardest thing. I mean, getting I them in is, is is actually easier, but um, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's a lot well, of pennies. Am I crazy? I think I saw your car keys pop out of there too. Or was I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> um, let me go to Kenny in Delaware. We'll take a couple of phone calls and then we'll call it a day. But Kenny, I assume you must have a question. Hey Howard, <laughs> I was going to go one more than Robin and say twenty-one. But um, my real question was, Sal says that he um masturbates and he catches it in his pouch. And if he's masturbating, how is he going to stop and catch it in his pouch? Sal, is okay, a question? All right, That's a good question. So what you <laughs> do is something you know. <laughs> yeah, finally. I'll explain. So what happens is, once I'm ready to ejaculate, watch this. Oh, I geez. take this part <laughs> of the penis, I stretch it out. And it stays in there, and then I clip it like uh-huh. this. It's clipped. And then I open it up and dump it out. Look at Robin's face. Robin's all worked up from this. Robin is obviously turned on. You can see it yeah. in her eyes. Yeah, this is my turned on Robin, look. You, got a, you have a puddle under your chair, Robin. The, despite the, the fact like that you're actively though. vomiting, I believe your eyes tell the true story. That's what happens when I get turned on. I vomit. Yeah. So, Sal, the listen, hey, I don't know if you really answered the question in the sense that when you have a boner and you're coming, uh, you know, it, it's kind of hard to f- do the machinations you just showed us with this. Yes, power. that's boner. true. But I have a Howard. I have so much skin that even with a boner, I can easily close it up. I can clamp it and close it. Hmm. By I the way, a lot of skin. Let me remind people that Sal was once a stockbroker responsible for people's entire life savings. Um <laughs> 
That's no bearing on my cock. Look look how much I could stretch this out. A lot of people are bankrupt. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Hey, hey, Howard. Yeah. (laughs) Can you tie that in a knot? (laughs) Uh, I don't think so. All right, put that thing away, will you? He's so proud of it. Looks like a sleeping bag. Like a snuffleupagus. Yes, Kenny. Hey, what are your thoughts on Bubba the Love Sponge being on AM radio? Well, number one, I didn't know Bubba was on AM radio, but as <laughs> what a... What does uh, that mean? Is he as off a, FM? As a fan of uh, Bubba, uh, I, I think... You're laughing at it, but, but why is that a bad thing? You know, a lot of AM radio has uh, talk stations and things like that. And, and sports, yeah. Right. So It's only it like cut- Detroit. Well, is it, are you laughing at him because you think it's a come down or a bad thing? Because you know what else he said? He called someone else king of all media. Uh, you're all over the place. I don't know what we're talking about, but I don't think... Look, any guy in radio who can get on radio, it's a good thing. I mean, uh, you know, the radio industry is so fucked up right now and changing so rapidly, it's hard to even you know what's going on. You hardly have anybody on radio. But uh, Bubba being on radio is a good thing, I think. You know, you know, I like Bubba, so what can I tell you? But what well, do you I, think about the AM? Well, it's radio. I in mean, Detroit. Oh, my well, goodness. Look. I mean, I think it's okay. What are you I don't know. I mean, to say, sir. Yeah, I think you 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 want to say something, but I don't know what you're thinking. Howard, it's He's in Michigan. All over the place. He went from being on satellite to being a podcaster to being on AM radio. Well, listen. So, are you saying that you you feel he should be embarrassed to be on AM radio? I'm saying, who even uses AM radio? Well, let me tell you who uses it. Rush Limbaugh's on AM radio. The guy makes a fortune. Well, I don't if listen you, to him either. No, but the point is, if you're in radio and you get on AM radio and you have an impact in the ratings, you can make a lot of money because broadcasters are very, very desirous of people who can move that needle. And one of the most listened to radio stations in New York City is 1010 Winds. It's, it's, per, it's, it's always number one or two. So, I mean, uh, what do I think of it? I think it's great. I, I got nothing bad to say about it. All right, Kenny. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what know Kenny's what, got. What I mean, happened to Kenny? I know you're looking for a funny answer. Like, I would think it's, like, bad, but. I was just wondering if he ran that by you before he decided to go to AM radio. By me? What am I? The the guy in yeah. charge of Bubba the Love Sponge? Well, yeah, no, I, he doesn't. I thought you guys talked and emailed back and forth, so I figured that, you know. He The last I heard from Bubba, he emailed me over our vacation, and he said to me, Howard, I'm sending you a package. What address should I send it to? And, he, and then he goes, and don't worry, it's nothing embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well. You and Roger Stone. Okay. All right. Well, listen, I think it's great. I, I, Kenny, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I think you, you were looking for something. Like well, some I kind thought of... he was strong coming back to satellite. All right. Kenny, I got to go. Okay, pal? All right. There you go. I feel like um, Kenny had I, an I don't agenda. think there was a meeting of the minds there. No, 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 there, there wasn't. But um, 
But let's get back to Sal's penis. After that display of uh, the incredible display. I feel yeah. ripped off because I won. Right. But you I won the penny. Get anything. You do. You get those pennies up in Sal's cock. Wrong with you? Rob, Why are you after the like show, Robin? Email me your address, please. <laughs> Nothing it embarrassing. Won't be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. After that, uh, Chris, are you still gay, or are you now into women? <laughs> That's a very good. Hey, Robin, email me your address. <laughs> Unbelievable! You've never seen a cock like that, right? It's really crazy. No, and you know, quite frankly, it. It gives a bad name to the uncircumcised penis because because most of them. Are you don't kidding look me? Like it makes people proud to be uncircumcised. I'm their leader. I'm shoving. <laughs> I'm, I'm entertaining people. What are you kidding me? Get lost. By the way, the rest you know of I the email. You. The rest of the email was uh, about Mehmet's turby twist. People saw it uh -huh. on you know they saw our TV feed and when Mehmet was wearing his turby twist, they said, "Mehmet, do you wear a skirt to bed too?" Uh, <laughs> Geez, Mamet, you could act like a man. And finally, obviously, Mamet is the most mentally shattered staffer. Um, oh, Mamet had one supporter. Mamet is the only staffer man enough to address his feminine side when it comes to preventing breakouts of his forehead during his slumber. He cracks me up. We released a picture of Mamet wearing uh, his turby twist. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. Um, this guy wrote, Mehmet looks like my best friend Julie from high school, circa 1981. Uh, please show the mantle where Mehmet has his balls kept in a skippy jar. <laughs> what kind of cowboy is Mehmet? I seriously thought that he was a woman. Such a pretty girl. By the way, uh, Howard, my wife has the same turby twist. I bought it for her for Mother's Day. And finally, what a comforting email. What a complete and total loser Mehmet is. Sincerely, Mehmet from 2016. There you go. So, uh, And also people writing in about Gary's upcoming knee surgery. People are uh, very yes. upset that Gary's in so much pain. And uh, good luck with your surgery, Gary. You'll get through it, blah, blah, blah. How do we know he'll get through it? I mean, you know, geez. Uh, well, we're Gary, hoping. <laughs> yeah, Gary, you'll be fine. Just do what you do and focus on the physical therapy. Soon you will be bionic buoy. Um, get one, one listener suggests that Gary should have both of his knees replaced at the same time, even though his doctor tells him not to. Really? That's insanity. <clears throat> That's too much. He said he had double knee replacement at 47 years old. It was the best decision I ever made. It was intense the first few days, but I finished physical therapy 12 weeks later. I was thankful if I had only done one, I would have had to do the recovery all over again. I don't know. I think Gary's going the uh, right route. I think he's better off doing it one at but a time. By the way, when people say you'll get through it, Howard, I, I was saying yesterday, like, I'm going to have a conversation with Mary about where everything is, you know, where the passwords are and where the money is and all that stuff. I mean, I think it'll be fine, but I know people who have gone in for, you know, minor surgeries and shit happens. Yep. You can be ready for anything. I went through major surgery and I never did all that. I didn't. Well, who, are you, who are you going to tell? Captain Dennis? You don't want him to have all the money, do you? Uh, Robert, who does get all your money? Me? Uh, excuse me? <laughs> excuse you? I mean, uh, it's obvious you're going to leave everything to me, right? Well, How if that's you? what you want, I'll change my will. Oh, God. well, who the hell are you leaving Aww. that to? I mean, uh, who's more deserving of that money than me? You know what, what sometimes happens is people say to me, Howard's taken care of. Don't worry about him. You don't know that. <laughs> I got high overhead. You should see what's going on. I mean, good Lord. Um, by the way, uh, Gary also described how he had been taking the medication Cymbalta, 
for yeah. pain relief, which is evidently an antidepressant, which uh, leads me to believe certain things about Gary's knee pain, but uh, I'm not going to mention them now. Ah. Um, I mean, uh, an antidepressant working on knee pain. Think about it. Think about that. I, but I mean, how, thinking... Howard, the, Na- the National Arthritis Society kind of recommends it. It wasn't like somebody didn't give it to me because they think I'm depressed. Oh, I believe the National Arthritis Society oh. recommends it. Okay. But the fact that it works, the fact that it works is very interesting. Um, Gary, be careful when you go off the Cymbalta. The withdrawal is crazy. It's really dangerous stuff, this person says. But listen, Gary's in pain and he, uh, he's trying to deal with it. But he has to stop it, what, like two weeks before surgery? Gary said one of the. I should stay on it through surgery and even after that, it's still going to help. Oh. Yeah. Um, this person says that, um, one of the things that was really disgusting was Gary was saying that Cymbalta was giving him explosive orgasms. Hearing about <laughs> Gary's explosive orgasms this morning made me throw up in my mouth a little bit. Thanks oh. a lot, guys. Yeah. Well, I'll give you a hint. By the way. My wife's, un- my wife's unaware that any of them are explosive, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> By the way, uh, oh, I was assuming Mary didn't even have sex with you anymore. I figured she was that's what you he, were just that's masturbating. That's what he's saying. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Oh, you are saying that. Oh, I just thought yeah. you meant you came inside Mary and she didn't even know. No. Uh, no oh, I, came okay. the, I came inside the tissue. The, the tissue knew. <laughs> Michael Rappaport. This is crazy. Uh, you know, Michael really has it in for Gary. He does not like Gary. And Michael Rappaport Gary. left a voicemail after Gary announced he was going to have knee surgery. And I thought. It was going to be like, you know, I goof on Gary a lot, but yeah. I love the guy. I hope he's going to be okay. He didn't back down for a minute. He could not help himself from taking some vicious shots at Gary, uh, even as he announced he has to go in for surgery. Listen to this. This is amazing. Just when you thought it was going to be the worst summer ever, Gorilla Tooth Gary needs fucking knee surgery. Suck it up, you fucking ape. You don't need knees anyway. You're always on your back napping. Fucking knee surgery. I'm surprised you don't need brain surgery to keep you awake. Fucking ape. You're getting fucking knee surgery. The doctor should replace your kneecaps with your giant teeth. If he does that, you'll be able to jump over the bushes after you swing from the trees, you smelly baboon. You fucking (laughs) ape. You're getting fucking knee surgery. You should get face surgery. I got to say, in terms of jokes, those are pretty good. You should take his teeth. It was good material, but boy... I mean, take his teeth and build new kneecaps for him. I mean, that is a Vicious. hell of a lot. Vicious. I mean, Sal, did you help him with that? I mean, that is amazing. No, no, I was, no. I was like very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. When it comes to me, when it comes yeah. to me, Rappaport needs no assistance. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, I think everything will be fine. You know, uh, I remember calling Joan Rivers right before she went in for her last surgery, and I said, "Don't worry, oh, everything will be okay." <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> That's terrible. Oh, what do you mean? That's I mean, wonderful. I, I, I wanted her to feel confident going in for minor surgery. It was just a she's doing great. Yeah, well, okay. Now, Gary, you'll be fine. Um, I was surprised uh, that um, that Michael uh, left that. Shocked oh. that he he doesn't have any sympathy. Oh, you took a hit on the a virtual no. wine tasting too, Robin. Uh oh. Yeah, we played clips of Robin's uh, buddies on this virtual wine tasting uh, thing and uh, with her wine connoisseur friends, and people came down on you. They said Robin should be embarrassed at that virtual wine tasting. She blames everyone for everything. Robin needs to take some responsibility. Uh, of course, we played the $800 bottle of wine story, and 
People feel you should have taken a little responsibility. I took full responsibility. Uh-oh, Robin is on the train to crazy town again. <laughs> virtual wine parties. How long until she will be doing virtual witch covens or virtual ayahuasca trips? Howard, please How bring her back to Earth. that hasn't happened? I don't know. You know. And they say, Howard, bring her back to Earth like I have some kind of control. She's sitting in that house. I don't know what she's doing. I, don't, I can't even get my hands on her anymore. It's absolutely amazing. All right, let me take a couple of phone calls, and then uh, we will get out of here because it is late in the day. Let me say, um, where am I? Let's go to Drew in Michigan. These are a couple of quickies. Try to make it fast. Hello, hello. Go ahead, Drew. Hey, now, Howard, I just wanted to get the word out about Vanessa Guillen. She was a United States Army soldier. A couple months ago, she was murdered, and they found her body dismembered. No one's really talking about it. I want to get the word out because no, no one's more important than our troops. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I don't know anything about the story, so I feel weird uh, trying to make a comment. But from what you're saying, it sounds like... Well, it took uh, a long time to find her, and they don't know exactly what happened to her. But um, they there was a person they questioned, and he he killed himself once they turned the questioning on him. And so they think he was the one responsible and there might have been some sexual harassment going on, so they're investigating the whole culture of what was going on there. Yeah, it All sounds right, like Drew. the whole unit is just trying to cover it up. But if you yeah. want to learn about how all the rights of our service members are just fucked up, go read A Soldier's Home by Matthew R. Cooper, and you'll learn everything you need to know about why we need to help our service members, because they just get the runaround all day by everybody. Dude, nothing has been done for the service members. Let's be honest. Nothing. Uh, you know, everybody talks a good game, but they ain't doing jack shit. And, Especially uh, you, right now with everything going on, the service members' lives are turned upside down more than everybody else's. Couldn't agree with you more. Thanks, Drew. Thanks for calling in. Uh, let's go to... Uh, yeah, you're 100% correct. I don't see any change in uh, how uh, service members are treated. Uh, in terms of their During uh, medical or after their service. That's right. That's right. Uh, let's go to Richard in Texas. Richard, go ahead. Hey now, Howard. Um, hey I've now. been sitting on this life event story for about three years. Um, I stole an ambulance in Las Vegas. Um, also a side effect from Ambien. And I was just wondering if I could get this story out to, <laughs> at least you, because you would believe me. I'm tired of telling it to my AA and NA community. Uh, you know, um, in 2017, I, uh, from Houston, I went to Las Vegas for treatment uh, to get off of uh, clonazepam, which is a, a benzo. And uh, they gave me Ambien as a side effect. So not a side effect, as a, as a pill uh, for sleeping. So before my discharge... Uh, they filled the script, and I was going to fly back to Houston. So at the airport, I took it. I had a few drinks, and I passed out. Uh, next thing I know, I was in the hospital in kind of like northern Las Vegas. And, you know, I'm yelling at the nurse. I'm trying to get my fix. I said, well, you know, I'm a former, you know, veteran and this and that, and I got shot. I need a Percocet, what have you. They give it to me. I shut up for about five, six minutes, and I said, well, you know, this is not the ideal situation for me. I'd like to get back to Houston. Vegas has, you know, <laughs> has done its has done its thing for me. 
So I walk out in the hospital robe in the emergency exit stairwell, and I shit you not, there is a running and unlocked ambulance in <laughs> in the uh, parking lot. You're kidding. And I'm thinking, and, and I'm not doing this like as a, you know, as a way to be quote unquote bad or criminal. I am in my mind thinking I need to get back to the airport and I'm going to do whatever means necessary. So I got into that ambulance and I probably looked, I probably stayed in there for another three, four minutes. And uh, I looked in the back to try to see if there was any more substances that would, uh, you know, do the trick to do the drive. But I don't know how to IV and all the bags in the back like IV, so I couldn't do it. So after about three, four minutes, I took off in the ambulance that the hospital was Spring Valley Hospital. And I'm heading now in Vegas. It's like a grid system. Uh, There is a highway, but I was heading on the grid system. And there is a building that the the stratosphere, which looks like an airport tower. And so I'm heading towards the stratosphere, not knowing that's the complete opposite direction of the actual McCarran Airport. And so I'm going, and on my right side, um, I'm trying to merge. I'm trying to – I see that there's this sign for beer cheese fries uh, at Carl's Jr. And I said, wow, that is amazing. I have to have it right now. And um, I pull over. (laughs) Your decision-making process is really quite uh, unusual. You must be fun at parties. It's it's an improvisation. I'm a jazz pianist, so improvisation is in all aspects of my life. <laughs> You're in a stolen ambulance, and you decide <laughs> you, you need go fast to the food. Carl's Jr. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't know where we're going with this, Richard. I, I, I mean, are you asking my advice? Well, I wanted to see what you would do in my situation if you were also on Ambien, having a side effect of like just hallucinating and not having the best, like you said, rationale. Richard, I'm going to tell you but about I, me. I was in the drive-thru. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. You're in the drive-thru. All right. I'm in the drive-thru, and before I know it, there's about six cops all over. Get out! Get on the ground! Get out! Get out! Get on the ground! And I put my hands up, and I say, you got me, fuckers. And they tackle me. About four, four or five cops tackle me. They take me to the jail. In the jail, I say, listen, I'm former KGB. I'm former Putin's, like, <laughs> advisors. If you don't have me out in about four minutes, the whole United States will collapse. Well, they didn't like that. They put me in what they call the, the spit chair, the restraint chair. They, they bind your hands back. They put a mask over your face so you can't spit on the COs. And they keep you there for about 20, 30 minutes till you simmer down. And so that probably happened two or three times before the sergeant, or at least the main person of that holding center, came out and said, well, buddy, we're going to get you help. And I said to him, finally, that's all I've been asking. <laughs> and they transferred me to um, Seven Hills Psychiatric Facility uh, because they, like, sincerely thought I was schizophrenic from all these, like, uh, side effects from the from the Ambien and clonazepam and alcohol. And so I got out bail-free, and I was in the uh, war in the psych ward for about a week before, I guess it made local news because the rehab I was staying at, they sent a representative and they said, we know who you are. Like, you were just with us. And you have two options. Like, you can either go to a homeless shelter or you can go back to rehab and get treatment. And this was like a five-star treatment resort. So I said, sold. I said, send me back. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> you know. Well, uh, Richard, this is some story. I mean, uh, when did all this happen? This happened in August of 2017. 
Well, look, I don't even know where to comment on this. I'll tell you, I've avoided in my life a lot of this kind of nonsense because, uh, I, first of all, I don't take Ambien and then start drinking, and I don't, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm you know, I mean, it's a. You it, don't it, have you, to get off the cloazepam or whatever it was. Colazepam or whatever that is. Colazepam. or whatever. I mean, no, I don't <laughs> have this kind of uh, what they call Michigas in my life. You know, I don't have this craziness. Uh, I used to take Ambien every once in a while uh, to go to sleep. And even at what, the first time I woke up from a headache, I said, you know what? I don't need Ambien in my life. I'll, if I can't sleep, I'll stay up all night. Who gives a shit? I don't care. I'll just lay in bed and wait till sleep comes. If it doesn't, it'll come the next night or some other night. I don't care. I don't want a crazy life. So, Richard, I, you know, I, uh, first of all, thank you for your service. Uh, certainly, um, yeah, you know, I, I mean, what, what, what can I say? I, I, I don't. Are things better? That was 2017. Are things better now? Well, they went up and down, but uh, things are are. <laughs> I would have guessed that are somewhat yes. good. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Did when you're making this, you, get just, you know, I, I got tired of sharing this in the. I got tired of sharing it the AA community, and I said, you know what? I think Howard would actually like comprehend the story because if you told oh, I comprehend it just fine. I'm telling you that. I listen. In fact, Sirius XM just called me. I they want to the offer AA you your own channel do too. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. Uh, all right, Richard. Thank you I for the call. I appreciate it. That's a hell of a story. Hey, and, uh, yeah. All right. Thank you. I mean, what do you, what do you say to somebody about that? Oh, a totally out of control person. Howard. In his defense, I've had those beer cheese fries. They're freaking amazing. All right. Thank you for that. Yes, Ralph. He should be locked up. Um, <laughs> hey, I was just checking out your sponsor, uh, Peacock. It's really good. It, oh, and yeah. it's free. And it's yeah. easy to navigate. they got a lot of good stuff on it. Yeah, Peacock movie. is um, NBC just put out a free app where you can yeah. get a whole bunch of movies and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, I mean... What's to say? Yellowstone's on there. I don't know if you ever saw that, that Kevin Costner drama. It's really good. Yeah. New. I'm going to check it out. How do I get that? I mean, what do I go go on the computer and get it? or download the app app and uh, that's it. But I want it on my TV. Apple TV. Oh, Oh, okay. I'll do that. How come you don't know how these things work? Universal monster movies. You know why I don't know how these things work? I got such a fucking problem with this AV equipment of mine. too much (laughs) stuff. My Apple TV, I wish somebody could save me. I, I have to reboot it every fucking night. I get uh, no sound through it. I can't. I, 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 I give up. I hired every yeah, company. Your what? Apple TV goes through three other things, you know? All right. So I got 5,000 people that? working for me. Somebody fix this thing. I didn't set this up. I just paid people to set it up. I've had it. Boy, they really fixed you up. Fix me up. I, what do I love to do more than anything? Sit there like a moron and watch TV. <laughs> I go to watch Netflix. It's a whole rigmarole. It's like I shake before I have to do it. I go <laughs> I go to my wife. I know the sound isn't going to work. And then it works. And you go, oh, great. And then halfway through the show, the sound goes out. Now I got to reboot it. Then I reboot it. And you wait three fucking minutes for this thing, five minutes to reboot. Right. Then it reboots and it loses its place. I, I can't take do you it. Ha- do you have one TV that you're 90% of the time on? Like one place? Yes. 
Okay. That place, why don't you put a fail-safe in, which is like an extra Apple TV into an input or something? Just well, input well, one well, why thing don't, into why, it. Why are you so smart? I've hired people who, they, next to their name, it says audiovisual engineer or something. Why do you, I, I can, why I, can I not I get, get that? Card that's, what? I could get a card that says that because most yeah, of these no guys real board. are just taking... <laughs> And then the guy said to me, guy guy was like this, well, you got an old system. I go, an old system? You put in the fucking system. What are you talking about? It's not an old system. What's old about your system? I mean, Ralph is right. You you can either fight with the guy to make him get it right, or you could just do what Ralph says and get it. Do what Ralph says? How do I do that? I don't know how to do that. Just go put get an Apple TV and an HDMI cable goes right in the back of a TV. I don't that's know how to do it. That, that's not as easy as you yeah. think, Gary, Ralph depending on how your TV could, is mounted or where it is. I paid Ralph a fortune to get a bunch of steps there. Gary. I, 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 I believe what, there is a Jason? conspiracy against me. <laughs> if you hook up the Apple TV as a fail-safe, let's say, to your TV, then it's not going to be hooked up to your sound system. All right. Likely. Look. So, yeah. Listen, you got with all. I mean, Ralph is a and success who knows story. If the sound is even working you know through right, a Ralph. Ralph is a huge success story, and he knows what he's talking about <laughs> and everything. You can't argue with that. So, all, all know. I know is I turn up my time. TV. It works. My I know. TV works. I can. I put the audio speaker on it. That works. I know. You know it works. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I I'm wish an I talked to I talked to this Baba Bowie. He says, "Bolf, I hooked up with Sonos and I watch this and I watch I, that." Then I go Howard, to my vinyl. I got Apple TV. I got Roku. I Roku. Got, uh, I can't Amazon, even get that. I got the Amazon Firebox, which is fucking amazing. Have By the way, that's the have Amazon Firebox. Is that the I one eat. where you record? Is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. It's a box, and then you connect everything, and then you just talk into the remote, and yep. you say, uh, "Watch Stranger Things on Netflix." Then it changes to the input, and it opens oh, up Stranger wow. Things. I you know what's amazing? That. You know, I know for a fact I make more money than you. <laughs> I do. It's a known fact. How do you have You're Roku? Sure. And what is that Amazon box? Why do you Amazon have Firebox? A hundred bucks. Roku's fifty bucks. This is not expensive stuff. He's no, I'm saying, Beaver. I'm telling you, I, Alexa. When You're I hear about to his, talk to your system, are you? When, when I hear, no, talk to my system. I, oh, I talk to my system every night. I go, you motherfuckers, charge me a fortune, <laughs> idiot. Howard, you want to hear about talking to your system? Hello, hello. I talk into the Amazon thing, right? And I'll yeah. go, uh, show me a mudroom oh. camera and so, or show me garage camera so I can see all the cameras over my house. And if my kid's playing out in the, over in the, in the, uh, driveway, I can talk to him through the camera through this little Amazon thing that I hold. I could be like, so hey, why, come in for why dinner. don't, why don't you come to my house and build a system for me? If you're such a fucking genius, <laughs> help me out. Well, I don't know what you, else you, I mean, no wonder Michael Rappaport a- yells at you. <laughs> no, you went into a, you went into a system that's that Crestron system is very expensive, but it's also very it's it's got to be just so. I, I think that yeah. system was created for, by AV guys so they can perpetually come to your house. And let me tell you, that's Howard, the, you that's the rip, racket. You need to you need to rip everything out and get a good guy and start new. Well, listen, I like paid a lot of money for something that doesn't well, this work, is no time and I to say do to, it. And I say to the guy, it doesn't work. He goes, well, that's because of this. So that's because of that. I go, because, because, because. Never never mind that. (laughs) Because. (laughs) I'm throwing up over here. (laughs) I tell you, I I, I tell you, it's a nightmare. And you know what it is? Look. It's the worst. 
first. I, I, you know, don't don't charge money for something if it doesn't work. That's what I always say to the guy. You know, it's fine. Do you, if you keep gave paying the, every time they come to visit? Yeah. Oh yeah, I get bills and it's like, oh, it's, they call it maintenance. I go maintenance. It never worked. Welcome to my name, man. All right, goodbye, Ralph. They're upsetting me. And to bring it up. That's terrible. I had oh, a problem the fire a few cube, weeks not ago, the box, but it's a cube. it was the system needed to be rebooted, and I don't even know how to reboot the system. So what? somebody had to come over, and I had to clear out, and they rebooted it. But well, it's yeah, funny you say that. It's all too complicated now. For a while, when my system, I had no sound every day, so I had to call someone. And they would remotely have to, I'd have to find this person. Sometimes it would take me hours to find this person. And then they would reboot my system. Ah. And I finally said to this person, I said, how the fuck are you rebooting my system? I got to go track you down to reboot my system. They go, oh, it's a thing I have on my phone. You just hit a button. I go, give me that. Yeah. I should be able to reboot my system myself. Yeah, can't you just unplug everything and then plug it back in? I don't in? know where the plugs are even. Go down and sh- shut off all the circuit breakers, Robin. <laughs> all right. Let's go to, uh, well, you know what? It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. Oh, here's my buddy, Sour Shoes. Hey, buddy. Sour? Sour? Sour. How's he doing during the pandemic? What's that thing? Uh, you go sour. I want you to go to jail. I'm calling the authorities, and you'll be going to jail. No more phone calls. What is he doing? We can hardly hear him. Out of his fucking mind. He's a weirdo. <laughs> Fascinating. You'll never uh, get a straight answer on how he's doing no, in the no, pandemic. No, you won't. All right, everybody. Thank you. No Thanks to our sponsor, Peacock. They have a new service where it's free, and you stream NBC programming. What could be wrong yeah, with that? Hope you that get it. Good. Uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me, <laughs> Colin Jost? Can you hear me? Yes, Colin Jost, uh, thank you. Very punchable face, available wherever books are sold. You know the, how that goes. Another book I have to order? Yeah, you re- I really. Jim Carrey's book and uh, Colin Jost's book, yeah. I, I recommend them both. And believe me, it's the only two books I've read, and I like them. <laughs> it turns out I like books. Hey, it's you're batting a thousand. Yeah. I'm on a roll. <laughs> um, okay, we'll see you next time. Bye.